Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Dollar Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me today, I have the man who handles more boxing than a backroom FedEx worker, <laughs> Mr. Drew Alderson. How are we doing? <laughs> We're doing excellent because we just enjoyed us some Panda, Panda Express. Express. Panda Express, official sponsor of Dial. Good shit. Oh my gosh. Drew talked me into it. I haven't I had it like, forever. I was like, is there Panda Express nearby? Like, we yeah. drove out of the way, but it was worth it. I like Panda Express. tell you. It's really good. <clears throat> Austin missed out. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Austin is gone again. <laughs> I want you guys to call his phone. Fuck it. I'm going to give his fucking phone number. Are you going to give his phone number? I don't give a crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's going to get so mad. All right. I want everybody to text Austin <laughs> from your numbers and do not tell him who you are or where you're from. 317-480-3309. Text him and say you missed him on the podcast this week. That's all you have to That's do. That's all you got to do. When he says who is this, just don't answer him from there on out. Leave I want on. everybody to do this. All right. Now that we've sufficiently pissed Austin off for the week. <laughs> Let's move into today's episode where we will be kind of going over news and then um, talking about Future's End, which is a cool new comic series for DC. Which you should read. You should. And we'll get into details about the, the scenario. But um, let's start off with news. The obvious being the uh, the lanterns that we talk about every week. Which is, I think, the last one. Is it? Are we missing anybody? I don't think so. I, uh, you might be right. I think me and Harry were talking about it on Wednesday, and I think this might be the last week that we have. Let's think. We had green. Yep. Then yellow. Yep. Then who was after yellow? Was it indigo? Sinestro core. Yeah, yellow is Sinestro. Yeah. I think it was indigo. Then and then red and then orange and then. Do we have blue? Yeah, yeah we, we had blue. blue. And then, yeah, okay, this I is think, the last yeah, one. Yeah, this is the last week. Alright. Unless they're going to do something for the um, black and white pieces in the set. And I would love a preview of uh, White Lantern Swamp Thing. Oh my god. So please. That would give me a little. Newsarama, if you could uh, do yes. me a favor. Alright, so let's talk about the uh, Star Sapphires and their battery power. Their uh, synchronization, if you have the same ring and, and battery and, and constructs and all that stuff. Their uh, trait is love if the power battery and not everything's matched up. Members modify their range values by plus one for each opposing character within line of fire. Which is interesting. That is interesting. It doesn't say range, it says line of fire. No, it's going to max out a plus three, but still, in, in bigger points, the more bigger points games you're going, the more likely you are to be at plus three range. So that's not too bad of one. Let's see what their ring does for eight points. Uh, if the character already has Star Sapphires, modify all values, except damage, plus one. Otherwise, this character has the keyword, the Mystics team ability, and can use Shape Change. Hot damn. That's fucking nuts. That makes up for that, oak, that kind of mediocre range power, man. Mystics and Shape Change, I'll take it. I played a team of, uh, of all Shape Change today, and it was very annoying for my opponents. Mm-hmm. Alright, then let's get into the figures. <clears throat> I'll kick us off with Star Sapphire, and then we'll alternate through the spoilers. Um, there aren't very many. It's now, five. Star Sapphire is in Ellie, I believe. Yeah, she's. I think all of the heads of the uh, Lantern Corps are uh, 
leader or er, uh, Ellie's. I think so. Then uh, she is a pretty good offensive dial. She's a hundred and a hundred points with eight range, and uh, starts off with running shot, psychic blast with an eleven attack, and then a three damage with special power. This gives us a preview of the Star Sapphire's love special. Hers is love, the grandest emotion. She can use shape change and mystics. When a friendly character with the Star Sapphire's keyword uses mystics, give the attacker an action token. Hot damn. That's fucking certain. Is that good or what? That is really good. So she has two clicks of running shot, psychic blast, and then that. And then she has two clicks of charge blades exploit. And then she has two clicks of running shot pulse wave. And then the, the special love power again. Back up to three damage, mind you. She never... She she goes on to a nine attack on her fourth click. But then she spikes up back to a ten and eleven on her last two clicks. She has ways around Dampener's full dial. Yep. Psychic Blast, then Exploit, then and then Pulse, pulse Wave. This, She's just... This style is very sick. She lets me... Know, you know... I want to penetrate Star Sapphire, so she's just going to penetrate everything else. Let's see what... <laughs> Why don't you uh, kick us off with Star Sapphire Recruit? Who is pretty good. Um, when a friendly character... Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> when a friendly character within the page that we're on... Uh, when a friendly character with the Star Sapphire's keyword that's 75 points or more is within 8 squares, which is pretty long, uh, modifies Star Sapphire's recruit, Recruit's attack by plus 1. Not so, bad, not bad. Pretty good. Um, she has uh, running shot precision strike top dial with a special att- or damage ability called love. She can use shape chains and the mystics team ability. Simple enough. So most of the time she'll be a 10 attack. Yep. So running shot, 10 attack, precision strike, and then mystics and shape chains. Not too shabby. And she's got super senses. And super senses. My favorite combo in the she, game. She's pretty damn good. For, for, for 45 points, she's pretty insane. Because, yeah. like, you know that feeling whenever you're rolling against someone with mystics and they have super senses? You're like, I kind of want you to hit super senses right now. I know I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I really want you to. You're like, if you, if you hit shape change right now, I actually wouldn't be too upset. <laughs> but I really don't want to take that yeah. So uh, I like the dial construction. You keep her on top click, don't push her, you know, let her running shot and precision strike, and then later she gets more offensive close-up, close, close up, kind of. But up next, Hunter, we might have the best figure in the set. If it weren't for White Lantern Swamp Thing, Look this would this be number one. Cute Guy Gardner. Star Sapphire Guy Gardner. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he is only an uncommon. Yes, sir. He has a trait. Starcross Duo. When he and it, when a friendly character named Ice is adjacent to Guy Gardner, they both modify their defense values by plus one, if not already modified by this effect. He also starts out with Running Shot, Psychic Blast, and a special love power. And his is also extremely good. He can use Shape Change in Mystics. When he uses the Mystics team ability, characters possessing a special power... These days, that's a lot of... People. Especially in this Lantern Corps, because everybody has their special yeah. Lantern things. Yeah. When uh, he uses the Mystic Team ability, characters possessing a special power are dealt two unavoidable damage instead. My goodness. My goodness. For only three points more than Star Sapphire. <laughs> and he has Indom. Yep. And she did not. Uh, he has Running Shot, Psychic Blast, and that special damage power for two clicks. Then uh, Sidestep and Psychic Blast, then Pulse Wave. And then two clicks of no movement attack, but he does... Uh, have pulse wave and he does have indom too so uh another just 
just like Star Sapphire, just a little different flavoring. This is a great dial. Yeah, man. The Star Sapphires are looking sick starting off right now, yeah, man. man. I'm impressed. And then, oh, Fatality, I'm so glad they're clicking her. Tell us about her. Okay, Fatality. Uh, she can be played at 180 or 100. She has Indom, 8 range. Top click, she's got hypersonic speed, which is surprisingly a bit more rare than you'd think in this set. Yeah, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking. Have we seen really many hypersonics? Not a lot. I, I can't Maybe think. one figure. I Off think. top of my head, I can't honestly yeah, think I of can. one. Um, she, uh, top dial, she's all vanilla power. She's got hypersonic precision strike, which is always a great combination because you never want a hypersonic and then have someone super sense the fuck out of the roll. Yeah, or a roll hit impervious yeah. or something. Invincible, which might be making its way. It's definitely the best defensibility in the game right now. Um, and outwit with eight range. So, I mean, with the, with the... Lantern possible eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's eleven. I didn't uh, think about that. Yeah, eleven range outwit possibly. So after they move up at the beginning of the game, you might be outwitting them from. <laughs> yeah. If they're pl- not if I, if I ever play bridge, I'm gonna play it with Star Sapphires just because of how nuts it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, she uh, rolls on to a special uh, damage ability. What it starts with love. I'm for, guessing it's love based. It's love based. She can use Shape Change and the Mystic Steam ability, but when she uses the Mystic Steam ability, if the opposing character is fewer squares from Fatality's starting area than its own, deal that character two unavoidable damage instead. So, okay. punishes, you know. So it's like guys, but not quite as... It yeah. uh, doesn't always kick in. Yeah, it's basically punishing range pieces more, mm-hmm. which is good in this set, um, because there's a lot of range pieces. She's pretty good. Well, no, actually, let's think about the word. It might be punishing people in your face. Okay, when she uses Mystics, if the opposing character is fewer from Fatality starting So it would be if they're on your side of the map, basically, then they take two. But with you you outranging them so much with the Star Sapphires... They're going to want to base you. They're yeah. going to want to get in because you're going to be at the range advantage. Actually, that's way better, yeah. So, yeah, it actually is really good. Yeah, never mind. Um, and so, yeah, she starts off with that with Hypersonic and then Running Shot Precision Strike. And then she picks up some kind of uh, special movement power. Uh, you charge Mind Control? Yeah. She uses Mind Control during charge. Hit characters can use charge. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like that. With Blaze, Precision Strike, CCE, keeps that for the rest of her dial. So if you if you start her off at 100 instead of Hypersonic, she'll start with Running Shot, but at least it's Running Shot, Psychic Blast, and Outwit, so not bad for 100 points either. I like that dial a lot. I do too. It's pretty good. These guys are looking sick. And then last up, we have Mary Ream. She is an uncommon. She is a, kind of a vanilla-ish dial. She has uh, 8 range as well, no Indom. Running Shot, Precision Strike, and uh, Special Love Power. She can use Shape Change and Mystics. The first time she uses Shape Change each turn, increase the D6 result by plus by 1 for every 100 points of the attacker. Thorn but roll. if you roll a 1, you automatically fail. So if a Colossal shoots you, you you would 2 through 6. You know, or, 2 through 6, Or yeah. a team base shoots you in a real high team base, you'd be 2 through 6. Uh, pretty pretty. Uh, impressive, actually. Just a two possibility of a two through six is pretty awesome. And then uh, again, a common theme that I'm loving with the dial construction on these these star sapphires: 
range based. Yep. For a couple clicks, then melee based with flurry blades, and then still having movement attack with charge and reflexes. I love when pieces start ranged and then go melee. Yep. And all of these have done that. These guys are probably honestly the most impressive. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they're definitely. It's it's crazy. We're saying the Star Sapphires might be the best core, but they're they have awesome ring and uh, ring ability. And honestly, as we were thinking it out loud while we were talking about these, they their uh, their range increasing ability is gonna be really yeah, good too. Yeah, they all except for the recruit have I think like eight range. Yep. So I'm pretty happy with these guys. That's, Especially that they uh, clicks fatality. She's a cool character that's been in a lot of books. Uh, she's been in Green Lantern. Court. Are we getting a Indigo Ice too that they're just not showing? Hmm. Maybe because it does mention Guy Gardner and Ice, but yeah. that might just be retroactively. Yeah, we'll have to see the uh, the ones in um, Streets. Was it Streets of Gotham? The Guy Gardner. Yeah. And Ice, they had a. I think it was Ice. Let me pull it up. I'm pretty sure it was Guy Gardner and Ice had a special one too. That's wrong one. Yeah. When Guy Gardner is it? Oh, I'm thinking of a different one. When Guy Gardner is adjacent to a character with the same keyword, let me pull up Ice. Maybe it's Ice that had it. Of course, there's a million things that have yeah. Ice in their name. It's kind of nuts. There it is. Yeah, when a friendly character named Guy Gardner is adjacent yeah. to Ice, they both get plus one. Okay, attack. they might be retro. Unlikely couple was his called unlikely couple. Uh, I think it was. I think it might have been. Let's pull it up. Nope, Starcross Star Duo. They get plus two attack now if you played the SOG one, uh, SOG Streets of Gotham, and then uh, Guy Gardner from War of the Light. They would each have plus two attack, or sorry, they'd have plus one attack and plus uh, one defense. So that's pretty, still pretty good. That's nice. And then that's pretty cheap too. That's 103. And that Ice is a good figure. She has running shot double in cap for 64 points, and yeah. she has barrier with six range. So she's not a shabby figure. Um, all right, so War of Light keeps looking better and better. I'm excited. <clears throat> and then uh, on on an unrelated news, we have updates on the watch list, and they have announced what changes they are making to the three figures, being Telus, High Father, and Arwen. And I'm pretty happy with all three of these. Yes. As I predicted, High Father did not get quote unquote nerfed. He's he not too good. They just had to change the wording to what happens whenever there's only one character left. So that you can actually play the game of clicks. It's right. not just a standoff, Mexican standoff. <laughs> so what they changed on well, Tillis... You can, you can punch your opponent across the table. That's true. That's it. always an option. He forfeits. <laughs> uh, Tillis got changed. He used to be uh, friendly characters within four squares can draw lines of fire and count range and squares from the square of any one friendly within four squares. How it works now is friendly characters with the Legion of Superheroes keyword and within four squares and blah, 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 can draw lines of fire and count range. Notice they took the count squares part out of there. That's one important thing I noticed. From the square of any one friendly character within four squares of Telus. So, a couple things. Limiting it to Legion of Superheroes is big. Huge. Yeah. It doesn't completely nerfing or make him worthless. I'll still play him a lot because actually every time I have played him, it's been with Legion of Superheroes. Pretty much, yeah. Now that I think about it. So it's not going to matter, but he's not going to be quote-unquote broken. And the second thing is powers that trigger off of if a figure within so many squares does X like Science Police, mm -hmm. then they w you could uh, basically extend that or telekinesis 
you could extend that range by another eight squares. I did this in Sealed when Slosh first came out. I had Tillis, and then I had uh, a character with uh, TK, and I had the TK guy four squares ahead, and I had the, yeah. another friendly four squares back, and I would TK the guy from basically my starting area to the opponent's starting area yeah. because I could count squares. And they took that away, too, because there's just Science Police and TK and other powers that count squares that could really be It's just be pretty broken. nuts, yeah. And then um, High Father, uh, I'm not going to read his whole thing, but basically the new wording is, you still announce the pact and it still is 300 points or less, blah, blah, blah. But they each can't target opposing characters with an attack until one of them has taken damage from the attack, comma, they are the only two characters on the map, comma, or your opponent only has one character on the map. This ability can't be ignored. So they just changed it to where if your opponent's down to their last man, then it's ignored. So let's think about how this would work. And okay, so most situations it would be High Father against a um, 300 point team base, and the team base cannot attack. So what they'd have to do is move up, pop somebody off that could attack, and then you kill them, and then now the team base is stuck. They can't pop anybody else off. You had to sit there and wait for time to run out. You went on points. You don't even actually really play the game. That's in a good situation. There's some if your opponent just brings a freaking three hundred point uh, Galactus or something, they just can't even play, or yeah. you know Zirin or something. So um, how it would work now is let's think of a more actual what would really happen in a meta event. I play my High Father team. You bring Shuma and Mole Man. And your twenty-five point the team we played you played the other day, yeah. Shuma Mole Man Bizarro twenty-five points. Your Bizarro and your and your Mole Man can still interact with each other, but as soon as I killed them off, used to be I would kill those two and then the game's over. I would only have to kill I would only have to hit Mole Man one time and Bizarro one time with my full team. It's not hard to do. Yeah. And then your your Shuma has to just sit there. You can't even play the rest of the game. We just sit there till time runs out. Now when that happens, Shuma is going to kick my ass. Now he won't have mul- yeah. it's still it's still high father's still good because now you just lost your multiple yeah. attacks. I lost my Bizarro. My yeah, you lo- you lost your ability to make Shuma attack a lot. But I have to be intelligent now about when I kill your guys because soon as I do, if I'm double token, Shuma gets two turns of kicking my ass. So yeah. I like the way that they changed it. And I you think- know who? Uh, so I was thinking about you know characters earlier, and I was like, you know who'd be nuts with. Uh, this new Omega drives Mole Man because he's always behind someone, and now these days, you know, you can just get Omega Drive and then outwit from behind whoever he's behind. This is true, because especially with Shuma, yeah, he's always behind everybody. Well, you don't have much time to do that because yeah. Mole Man's Mole gonna be retired. Mole Man, I love you, buddy. You know. Mole Man's been a staple since I started playing Hero Picks. So. He's counting his days. Yeah. Every day he wakes up. He's like, oh, He's God, like, not another one. Is it time for me to go Better away? Better go Mind Control Shuma again. <laughs> or Tiamat these days. I love, I love that. It's so fun. And then Arwen, in my opinion, the most broken figure oh, God. in the history of Hero Clicks, you got have, changed. You have not played a... Go listen if you, just go listen to our Gen Con post damage special. Go way back. This is we're talking episode probably one of the first five episodes. Yeah, this probably is, five or six. Six probably yeah. But she was so broken. So the way it used to work, and I will explain this one because a lot of people don't know about Arwen. 
You give her an epic action. She can use Smoke Cloud as a free action, regardless of range and line of fire. But the first token must be placed in any square on the edge of the map. Okay, so picture that part in your head. So you, you give her power action. You pick e either side of the map. It can be horizontal or vertical. And then you start from there placing smoke terrain. Now you think, oh, that's only six. Okay, that's not too bad. Keep listening. She may place an additional one additional hindering terrain marker per 100 points of the build. Well, you can't use epic actions unless it's already 400. So, so at minimum, she gets 10 now. This was already broken before they bumped smoke cloud up to 6. Yeah. So now she's getting a minimum of 10, a maximum of 16 smoke tokens. The first of which only has to be uh, uh, on the side of the map. After actions resolve... Not the beginning of your next turn so that the opponent can get away, or just as soon as you yeah, get done. As soon as you're done. Deal one penetrating. I, it's, while we're reading this, I just I think they make it so stupid with each little clause. They had to make it penetrating on top of everything. Deal one penetrating <laughs> damage to each opposing character, not even a opposing character, each opposing character occupying a square into which a marker was just placed. And Hunter, you think, you know... This character, so this this ability, so stupid. She'd clearly be silver ringed, wouldn't she? Oh, you would think the good people <sighs> in game design would think to silver ring her, but they did not. They, they did also not. gave her a damn good dial, aside from sixty nine points. Because what's this? Oh, carry and an eighteen defend. Okay, and just okay. to make that worse, and you're like, I'll just go pop her for four. She'll be dead, right? She's only sixty nine points. She has eight clicks. For 69 points. It's so dumb. She's a really fun figure to play. And I like the way she's designed. They just made her too good, to be quite honest. They made her way And, uh, I mean, the sculpt's great. The piece is great. It's really fun to play. I've played it. I played it at Gen Con, as we were talking about. <laughs> you played it. And, uh, um, anyways. So, yeah. Sauron in Lord of the Rings can be brought down very easily by stupid fucking smoke. <laughs> Sitting in my starting area and just popping. This fucking stupid fog. Alright, so the way they changed it is uh, she can only use it once per game. It still works the same way, so it's still really, really good. But you're only getting to do that once per game instead of every stinking turn. Oh, or if on. you do what um, some people were doing in the side events at Gen Con and running two of these bitches. You mean you? I ran two, but I only loud watered like three times the whole tournament. Uh, yeah, you were a gentleman. I was a gentle, very gentlemanly. But and I only did it against Sauron. We, we, <laughs> we played it. Uh, we played it against. Um, we had a pre-tourney where we, uh, and this was the point where I realized, wow, this is gonna suck. <laughs> this I just wasted a lot of money. <laughs> so, but anyways, they, it's still really good. But you can only do it once per game, which is. She's still amazing, really fun, and really good. She's piece. still eight clicks for sixty-five points or whatever. Sixty-nine. Yeah, of course she's sixty-nine. Sixty-nine, baby. And then uh, one other news-related note. I just want to remind you guys: for those of you who are planning on going to Gen Con, order your tickets now. You have like six days because if you order them before the end, of, before May's up, you save like ten bucks or something. You save a, a decent amount of money. So uh, if you know for sure you're going. Get those tickets as soon as possible. And then I just wanted to quickly recap. We played, uh, you know, last week we talked about Deadpool Sealed for a main topic. Mm -hmm. 
Wednesday we played it in a Deadpool sealed event. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to real quick talk about our experience. Uh, did the figures that we thought would be really good turn out really good and vice versa? Um, I didn't pull very good figures. I did pull Kingpin. I wanted to try him since I figured I, I wouldn't be playing him for a long time. So I played Kingpin. I played Outlaw, who we had said looked really good. She was very good for Sealed. I highly recommend playing Outlaw if you pull her. And then I played um, Weasel, who we did not mention, but my God, is he a freaking yeah. beast. Okay, well, let me get my other guy. And then um, uh, Animus, who we did briefly mention. He wasn't on our list, but I mentioned that he was real good because we talked about Vamp. Um, so I played these guys, and my thought was, it's a range-based team. I have the Hydra ability with Kingpin. I have three enhancements on this team. And Weasel has a special enhancement. Uh, where he can give you plus one attack and range, which Outlaw does need because she only has a five range. And then, uh, and then you got Kingpin having um, Hydra on top of that, and then he has uh, Outwit and Enhancement. And uh, Kingpin has Enhancement if a friendly adjacent adjacent friendly character can use Precision, RCE, Sharpshooter, or Ignore Hindering. It can use them all. Outlaw has Sharpshooter. So he let Outlaw ignore all, use all of that. And it was nuts. It was awesome. So what I would do is move King, wait, kind of hang back, see where they're going to go, wait for the pacing to, to pan out, move Kingpin up to his spot, Outwit X team ability, move up freaking Weasel, get him in his spot, Outlaw running shot up, and just shit blast the crap out of somebody for like six damage, only needing like a four, and just one-shotting opponents. Um, it worked really well, except for my game where I played against uh, <laughs> uh, someone who pulled Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola and is... Agent, not Agent X. It's uh, somebody else X. Weapon X. Weapon X. So we mentioned uh, we did not mention Arnim Zola, but we did mention Weapon X and said that he's pretty good. Well. We were just going off what we had seen on HC Realms on whether Weapon X was any good or not. Because he has a trait where you can give him a power action to put two Rocket Hand tokens on the map within five squares in line of fire. These tokens are not on HC Realms. Or they weren't at the time. They are now. Yeah, they They're on the, the little B-tab. But if we would have on... These tokens are broken for sealed. Let me tell you. They have poison and 18 defense... Plasticity. Plasticity and tiny size. And enhancement? No, uh, uh, exploit weakness. Exploit. Yeah. Yeah, you get two of these some bitches for one power action as a trait. That's. Okay, this is so bad. So my opponent had Weapon X who spits these two broken pogs out, and he had Arnim Zola who gets perplexed bystander tokens close. for free. On top of having Running Shot, Pulse Wave, and uh, Outwit. So even though I had a really good uh, range-based team, I just kept getting swarmed with Pogs. And it still ended up being a really close match. I still almost won, but I ended up losing uh, at the end of uh, time. So, um, yeah. it's re- a- Weapon X is... If you pull Weapon X, he's a must-play. I'm dead serious. Oh, yeah. Keep him back in your starting area. Use the trait. 
make them come to you because with poison, especially in this set, there's not many dampeners in this set, to be honest. Toughness is like the biggest one you get. But and there's also a decent amount of outwit, so you just outwit but it. But what's nuts is the tiny size 18 defense, and I didn't know it had exploit weakness, and it has a 9 attack. Mm-hmm. So, like... Well, when really? he has Gwen Stacy clones with two perplexes, he was just perplexing up the attack the on them, oh. and they were busting me for exploit, and they were poisoning me. That's so dumb. Yeah, That's... I couldn't stop it. I couldn't do anything. There's nothing you can do in that situation. I, I would kill them off. I did kill Paladin. I had Weapon X on his like last click, and then I had uh, I didn't touch Zola. But, um, man, because Zola, in, if you want to go after Zola and stop the Pog creation, you really can't. Because he has such a good late dial. He has a stop click. And uh, he can use regen. And when he does, if he rolls a 5 or 6, you can place him 12 squares away. <laughs> and you can't pulse wave that that stop click either. It can't be ignored. So I really didn't even want to mess with him. And his his Gwen Stacy thing is a trait, so you can't really take you know yeah. hit, hit him off that either. I didn't know what to do. Uh, anyways. Just, it was a tough team to do oh with. Oh, my God. But uh, I did go 2-1. and one. Outlaw's very good. Yeah, Weasel, Weasel is a must play. If you have a decent ranged piece on your team, he's only 27 points, he has stealth to keep him safe, and he has two amazing support powers. He, uh, You can give him a free action, choose a friendly character within four squares line of fire, or Deadpool anywhere on the map. This turn, each time the uh, chosen character makes an attack roll for a ranged combat attack and misses by one, you can reroll that, unless it's a crit miss. It did come. It's a free action, so it's not like it's power action. So I just kept choosing outlaw or whoever was shooting. And every now and at least once per game, they would miss by one. I'd get a free prob off of it. You think, oh, that's nice, but not worth twenty-seven points. That plus the enhance, the special enhancement was well worth twenty-seven points. He has enhancement once per turn when he does. Also modify the attacker's range and attack values by plus one. So it was just awesome because outlaw starts with eleven already. So now she has a 12 attack, and then Kingpin hydras them down one, outwits their defense, then uh, yeah. Outlaw hits them for five. And then Animus is also a decent figure. Um, I could use it for tie-up with charge, super strength, or he, he also has Psychic Blast. Or she also has Psychic Blast. So it was a pretty good team. Uh, Kingpin played out a lot better than I thought. He has a cool mastermind. He can uh, Once per turn, he can transfer it regardless of point value or adjacency. I was just, uh, if I'd get popped for one or two, I would just mastermind it onto Weasel. He's still useful to me, and he's not going to do any other point, uh, any other uh, service. And then once they cut through uh, Kingpin's dial, at the end he gets charged super strength and uh, close combat expert, and that took everybody by surprise. All of, a sudden, 11 attack. Yeah, all of a sudden I have 11 attack close combat expert. So that was a pretty good team. Went two and one, had a lot of fun. Um, Drew, what was your team? My team was Domino, uh, Shroud, and um, Misty Knight with a spider bot. <laughs> uh, my my team. I went two and one. I had a really good night. I mean, I didn't go up against the Arnim Zola fuck bomb or whatever. <laughs> like, it's not. I had the uh, plasticity bot. No, yeah, I had the plasticity one. Okay, which is actually really good. Like, I ten points just, for tie up and plasticity. That tiny yeah, size, so we can yeah. ride around for free. I can dig it. Yeah, it's just a shame he can only move four squares. Uh, but Shroud could carry him, or but I always had him carry. Like Domino, let's talk about this Domino because she's nuts. I like her. A lot. She's amazing. 
She has uh, improved movement, ignores hindering, improves targeting, ignores hindering, which is insanely helpful. She starts off with an 11 attack, a 17 energy shield, stealth, and running shot with prop, but you can give her a free action when she has no action tokens, and until your next turn, decrease her speed value by any amount and increase her range by the same amount. And she has 6 range. Sweet. So, that's like, if when you're sitting in stealth and you just cleared and you're like, okay... Come to me. Nine range, buddy. <laughs> it's nuts. Big. Yeah. Or you can just... If you don't have a lot of place to go to running shot, like, nine range, three three square running shot's pretty good. So, uh... And Shroud's amazing, honestly. I really like Shroud. Uh, he starts out top click with uh, stealth, and he has a special trait. He can use uh, smoke cloud... But you can give him a free action and place one hindering terrain marker in his own or an adjacent square. Remove that marker at the beginning of your turn. That's pretty damn good. Um, I'd, it just got to the point where everyone was like, just don't even clear it, okay? Just don't. I was like, alright. And he's got, uh, he has a special attack ability, energy explosion, and precision strike. Always mm-hmm. an amazing combo. Mm-hmm. He's only got one bolt, so there you go. That's all he needs is he got percentage strike. That's though. right. One damage is pretty good. Um, he's pretty nuts. Misty Knight is really good too. She's like, uh, she was my like. I don't think people expect her to be as good as she was. She's got a, she's got running shot, close combat expert, toughness, and a special uh, leadership. She can use leadership when she doesn't succeeds. Friendly characters that share a keyword with her and began that action adjacent to her can you sidestep this turn. And you know, we talked about, when we talked about the sealed, the whole, you could actually make a theme team out of Heroes for Hire. I saw quite a few people who had Heroes for Hire theme teams in our sealed. Or at least had two or three people that matched up. Assassins, there's a lot of assassins in here too. Shroud has uh, has Heroes for Hire. Domino doesn't, I don't think. No. She just has it. Six-pack, X-Core, and X-Force. Uh, she should have Assassin. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, she's really good. I like her. Any pieces you play against that you thought were really su- surprisingly good the or bad? The one game or? I lost was to... Who did I lose to? I don't even remember. It was just... I won two games. I... I I the two games I won I did really well in. <sighs> hmm, scroll down. Let's see here. Uh T Ray's pretty good. I like T Ray. Uh I don't know, I didn't go up against any bomb pieces, you know, I think that's why I went two and one. Mm-hmm. Flag Smasher I'd really like to play. But he's just so damn expensive. Um, yeah, we were de- you were debating whether you wanted to play him or not. Like, Pulse Wave is so good, but, like, there's a lot of good pieces in this set for Sealed. I will say, as good as Electra is, as amazing as she is, honestly, in Sealed and Constructed, Yeah. Uh, all it takes is poor positioning by an opponent and yeah. somebody who can see through stealth, which done. my um, outlaw had from Kingpin's ability. Yeah, Domino could see through it. Too. And I just waxed her. Yeah. She starts off reflexes, and she has stealth, but if you can see through it, I just ran up. She only has 17 because of the reflexes, you know, having reflexes. So I just I just blasted her. She came back with her trait, blasted her again. I mean, 
you got to be, you know, just because you have an amazing piece, you've got to protect it. Forget who I went up against. It was... Oh, it was GW Bridge. Uh, it was GW Bridge. It was TJ's team. Oh! It was Chase Dr. Octopus. It was GW Bridge, Chase Dr. Octopus, and Siren. Siren looks really good. And TJ stomped. So what... He pushed Doc Ock, and I was like, TJ's pushing Doc Ock for a reason. There's no reason he's just blowing out a wall. Uh, he can use it. Uh, he can use Perplex, but only to modify two distinct combat values of his. Oh, shit. He couldn't have done that to Siren. Couldn't have done that to Siren. Was he using it on Siren? Yeah. Probably didn't realize it. And then he has a uh, outwit, too, that... Uh, and he can use it to target anybody if they have a virus token. Dr. Octopus can use Perplex, but to only modify two distinct combat values of his by plus two. So he, what he did, I guess he can't, he can't do it now, but Siren's really good either way. Like, running shot, pulse wave, mind control. Yeah. She's <clears throat> <Yeah>. nuts. <coughs> I think we talked about her because she is good. Yeah, we did. And she alternates running shot in, in, uh, Sidestep. I did not get to see Captain Banshee. I'm so glad I didn't have to play against the Banshee. Yeah, he's just so good. Or I just fucking scooped. He's just so good. Banshee. But uh, How many points is Paladin? I will say, Banshee isn't quite as useful in Deadpool Sealed. Yeah. Just because there's not a lot of big dampeners. That's right. There's not a lot of impervious invo yeah. or, or um, invincible in this set compared to the average hero clicks, so... Uh, but anyways, and then today we had best build. Yep. Which had, was an interesting day. It was, because um, I forgot my stuff. Yeah. I still... Where is it? Where is I don't my, know. I don't know where it's... I hope I didn't lose it. Um, maybe it's in the living room. Now I'm really worried. Extremely worried, actually. But uh, anyways, uh, I forgot my stuff. So? Unless I left it at GP... Is that a possibility? I don't know. I think Phil would have told you. Unless someone I stole it. I think somebody would have found it. But, uh... Oh, oh it's it right is. there. <laughs> there it is. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I forgot my stuff, so we had to... Um, luckily, I was thinking, and uh, <laughs> Drew's team is all uncommons and commons out of... Um, superhero and Superhero Legion. Superheroes. So I bought a bunch of boosters, built Drew's team, and then uh, uh, I ended up... Unfortunately, not being able to play my original player's team just because I didn't have it available, so I chose another person who sent an email in and uh, luckily pulled pieces out of the slosh boosters to play his team, which was uh, three de- uh, demonites mm-hmm. and uh, two of the cheaper hell spawns. And my goodness, they're way better than advertised. And Austin played one hell spawn at full and a bunch of. Uh, Demonites at uh, in a big points game one time and it just took everybody by surprise yeah, how good they were. They're really good. And I see now why after playing them. And I tell you why it is, is the trait on the the two traits on the Hellspot are amazing. Yeah. One of them is leadership, and if you're clearing off a demonite, you can clear it uh, anywhere up to five squares. And I have two of those going at the same time, which is nuts. So each turn I'm rolling twice to clear a token off the demon. So you you have like about a thirty 
I have basically a 50-50 chance. 50-50 chance. Each turn yeah. of clearing one. And you need it because the demonites don't have willpower. And then uh, then they have another trait of shape change, traded shape change, and when he makes it, he gets to heal immediately of one damage. Which is really good. And then he has starting TK, starting outwit, and perplex. Mm-hmm. So in this format without... Uh, I don't have much movement attack. The Demonites do have charged blades, but uh, they you have the TK from Hellspawn, and then you have the support powers with Perplex and Outwit and Leadership, and it was just, I have to think a little bit, but I can make this team work, and by golly, it worked. Uh, I tell you, what really was key was the Perplex and Outwit, honestly. Yeah. Uh, having two Perplexes, two Outwits, two TKs, a bunch and the of whole team, the whole team has shape change, full dial. The Demonites only have four clicks, but they have Shape Change, all four of them. Yeah. And they have a special regen power, and uh, they can use regen as free action, but subtract three instead of two, and I think I rolled a five or six on every freaking pile <laughs> I used it. They only have three click or four clicks, and they get their regen mm-hmm. last click. What so. I would do if I noticed one of mine went on to phasing uh, blades, uh, I would just go ahead and push them. I'd, I'd go ahead blades, and then I would... Um, Land, click onto the free region and then just free gen. Yeah. You know, and, and then go back up to where I was. But it was a good team. I played against some good pieces. I had to face off against a uh, uh, Uru Forge. Uh, oh, this team is from uh, jcf24 at gmail.com. I don't have his uh, full name. It didn't show up, but um, I'll email you and see, see what you want. But um, he. Uh, Uru Forge Absorbing Man, as you guys surely know by this point, is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But we were playing on the new um, Green Lantern map from the War of the Light kit or whatever the kit's called, the thing is called. And there are small areas on there where if you are standing in them at the beginning of the turn, you check, and if anybody's standing in them, they're dealt one unavoidable for each action token. And as you know, with Absorbing uh Uberforge Absorb Man, that's really the only way you can get damage, guaranteed damage, is it has to be unavoidable. Um, it has to be Mystics or Pushing or something like this. So what I did was I tried to lure him to make him come out and hit my Demonites or my Hellspot. And then I, uh, and he finally did, and then uh, got lured him into a, he charged into a spot where I could then TK him uh, into the, uh, lava thing and then tie him up with the demonite so as soon as i did that i knew well he's going to try to break away charge away next turn so what i did was cleared all the rest of my guys and had three theme probs ready for him inevitably rolling a four through six on his uh breakaway so he does rolls a theme prob he hits it again. I theme prob. He hits it again. I theme prob. I used all of my theme prob, all three of my theme probs that I had available, uh, and he hit it four times in a row. So he got away. But later in the match, I I figured there's a moment where I could face the demonite out of the way, TK'd him back into the lava again, and sure enough, he uh, he got eaten up by the lava or whatever it is on that map. So it took a little creative thinking there, but um, the team is really good. And uh, I was very happy with him. I also took down a Heimdall from uh, Thor Dark World and uh, a Thor Deadpool team that was really a pain in the butt to face. And I uh, took them down as well. Oh, Drew was playing a Blight team, right? Yep. And who all was on the Blight team? Ultra Boy, uh, Ultra Boy, uh, Shadowlass, 
uh, a blight, a single blight, the lone blight, who are really good, actually. I, I'm surprised how good they are. And, uh, two science police, but I only had one science police. The lone police. We, we, only, we only pulled one. But boy, do I wish I ever had that science police. Um, and that one science police would have made a huge difference. Okay, so blight is insanely, okay. First game I went up against the team Hunter just mentioned, uh, Thorpool and the, um, Heimdall. Heimdall. And they kicked my ass because I, I, Pulse Wave's so good and I didn't see it coming. And I was like, oh, yeah, I missed, I mispositioned, basically. And Ultra Boy got blasted. So he just took me down methodically, but, yeah, so. Second game, though, uh, it was very close. And it came down to my singular, my single blight guy and Superman from Superman Legion of Super Gears. And Blight almost won if it weren't for Superman's last click. <laughs> yeah, the phasing and then regen. His phasing, teleport, and regeneration, which is, like we've said on the podcast, the dumbest combination you can have. And then on that power, you get to do them in the same action. You yeah, get same phase action. And then regen. It's nuts. Um, but Blight, I kept making shape change rolls. I can't. I like. He's just so good. I, I like him a lot. He's a wild card too, and can yeah. copy the police. This team was really well designed, actually. And uh, so is uh, Shadow Last and Ultra, Ultra Boy. Boy. Yep. Yeah. 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 You see what yeah, I was doing? I see what was gonna. Yeah. And Blight also gets plus. I think it's plus one attack for each adjacent friendly character with the Blight keyword on his mind control. Oh. So yeah. And he got that six range. He's too. got six range and Indom and shape change and in cap and yeah. he's pretty good. He's not bad. I actually really like him. Um, I think he's actually really good for a generic. Bit expensive for a generic, but still really good. Uh, the science police are dumb, as everyone already knows. Just their trait, and it was just hard telling people, like, all right, you can't outwit me because you moved up, and it's a free action, so you can outwit me, and you can outwit the power, but you're still going to take one from outwitting the power. So, I don't know. It's just... And then... Last game, which against Jake and poor Jakey. He's going to listen to this tomorrow. Uh, completely destroyed his name, War and Aquaman. Crushed them under the Might of Blight. The Might of Blight. Might of Blight. Might of Blight, baby. Maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. Ultra Boy's sick. Let's talk about Ultra Boy, Maybe, actually. Baby. I have tough sung his praises before when he's, I won. He's but... only got three stars on HC rounds, but guess what? No one wants their opinion anyway. No one wants <laughs> HC rounds. I like you guys. You're great. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, but three boys to Ultra Boys. Or three stars to Ultra Boy. Three boys! He should have five boys, because he's Ultra Boy. <laughs> Ultra deserves at least five. I mean, come he's on. He's 165 points. He's got Indom, as he should. He's got eight clicks. It, but the thing that makes him nuts is that he's got this toolbox of powers. He's got all special boxes on his first click, sans damage. He's got... He can choose from... Running Shot or Charge, basic. Pensai, Energy Explosion, or Super Strength. Or, he, and then on his defense, he can choose Impervious or ESD and Super Senses. I know, he's nuts. He's, That's not the only thing. He busts through blocking yeah, when he, he targets. He ignores hindering and blocking terrain and busts through it. I caught everybody the last time I played him. No, not a soul in the room knew that Ultra Boy shot yeah. through blocking. He's so good. He's expensive. That's the only thing. I mean, once he does his shot, you got to make sure somebody uh, yeah. rushes in to tie up. 
Because if you lose them somehow, that's a lot of points down the drain. Yep. But then that late dial hypersonic. Oh, uh, late dial hypersonic. Mm. And mid dial flurry. And I've always pushed, and I, I secretly, like, I was like, in my gaming SJ, I ran him away and just kept pushing him onto his last click because I saw what, in my game against uh, uh, Rick or whoever that uh, he go, rolls onto three damage hypersonic as last click with 18 defense, which is it's just great. Yeah, he's a great piece. He's very overlooked. So our winner was jcf24 at gmail.com. And I think your team was designed by one way. Yeah, it was. Who you picked his teams before. Did you win with his team? Once? I've won with his was team. Was it Obnoxio? Yeah. No, I, I don't think I won that. Maybe I did. I don't know. I can't remember. One way's won before. Yeah, I, I know he's won before. I just know it's been a while. But uh, So he got uh, second. And then Austin played the uh, Scrolls team. But uh, did not fare as well as we did. So, JCF24 is your winner. I Actually, I'm not sure of his name, like I said. But I'll message him and see what he wants. And I just realized I forgot something on news, uh, Mr. Punky. Yes, Jason. you did. I was going to mention it. But so there's some images on Imgur. Some hot, sexy images. I will link these on the podcast description uh, on iTunes and Podbean and wherever you're checking this out, YouTube, whatever. Look in the comments and uh, find the, uh, the URLs. But there are images of two different figures which people are saying are the new holiday figures, but this has not been an official spoiler from WizKids yet. But they look pretty damn... Believable. Legit. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They really do. Um, we have a vampire-looking Batman. He has red eyes. He has bat wings, like brown-colored bat wings. Basically like a man-bat Batman. Man-bat-Batman, what uh, we've bat, always wanted. A Batman with a... Man-bat-Batman. With a man-bat serum injected in him. He's in his regular uh, outfit. He has uh, flight, no uh, flight, and then normal abilities. He has charge, super strength with 11 attack and 4 damage, and then a special white box. No card. He's 147 points. 147 points, points has Batman uh, team ability. His dial starts off hyper. Or, uh, he uh, is a vampire, so he works backwards. He can get up to hypersonic and a special attack power and damage power, which we don't know what they are. Toughness on a vampire click. And then uh, he has three clicks mid-dial of flurry with, we assume he's going to have traded steel energy if he's a vampire. So So He's got a trade. Who knows what this is going to do or if this is legit, but it looks pretty cool. And then we also have another holiday figure called Krampus. Krampus. And he has the snowfall like the holiday elf did, which is wild card. And this guy looks like a Yeti. He has horns on his head. And he looks like a... Well, he kind of has horse feet, too. It's like a Minotaur type thing, almost. It's like that guy from, you know... What's that movie? I don't know. Uh, is Krampus an actual thing? No, I don't think he is. I, think I don't it's, know. Let's uh, look it up. Wait, Kramp- Krampus stuff's coming up for Krampus. Images are coming up for Krampus. I guess he's Home the Home of the Holiday Devil. devil. What the hell? What the fuck? Am I lucky? <laughs> Ten fun... Hold on. Ten Dial, fun facts about Krampus. Dial H spoiler from toplessrobot.com. Top ten... Or ten fun facts about Krampus the Christmas demon. You're learning about this the same time we are, folks. He's older than Jesus. Krampus is older than Jesus. Uh, Krampus from the German word Krampen or Claw or Giddy Child Murderer. <laughs> was born of a pre-Christian alpine pagan tradition described as a boozy, goat-horned menace that whips children around Europe. 
Uh, number mm-hmm. nine, Krampus rides shotgun with Santa <laughs> in the Mystery Science Theater 3000 classic Mexican Christmas movie. And then oh, men God. are encouraged to terrify children as Krampus. Number seven, Krampus has mastered many forms of punishment. Number six, Krampus makes a very makes a terrible video game boss. It was in Carnival. Oh God. How have I not heard of this before? I haven't either. Number five. Krampus brought Nazis and Christians together for a common purpose. Number four. Krampus has more terrible evil brothers. Number Number three. Krampus will sex your woman. In the 1960s, Krampus briefly gave up pulling out children's fingernails to get a little mud for his turtle. For whatever reason... The imp became wildly popular as some sort of sex demon on foreign postcards. He got into some weird BT, BDSM and fetish stuff, which isn't too surprising given his history of chasing and spanking young virgins with whipping switches. <laughs> hey, it was a weird time and Krampus was doing a lot of coke. Eventually he got some counseling and got back to making prepubescents gnash their teeth deep in the bowels of suffering. Uh-huh. Number two, a mass-produced anti-Krampus leaflet went nowhere from Time Magazine. Number one, Krampus merchandise is hotter than a birding four-year-old. Jeez. Once the internet discovered Krampus, it was like the flying spaghetti monster and lolcats rolled into one. Yeah. A brand new iconic mascot for disillusioned holiday weary 20 and 30-something. Alright, so apparently this is legit. This actually exists. It also explains the kids in his backpack. I was going to say, it explains what appears to be severed children's heads in his backpack. Wow, Whiskey. I don't know if I can imagine Whiskey's making this. Well, I don't think they're severed. I think it's just. I think I he's know. going to eat them, maybe. I see a little girl's head. Her eyes are open. Yes. But when you look in the back, the guy. Uh, you can't really tell. If, if the girl is still uh, whole in there, or I if that's haven't. just her head chopped off and the kid, too. I don't know what's going on in this. Uh, this is strange. <laughs> but anyways. His dial is completely... You can't even really tell what's he, going on. He only has five clicks. They all have plasticity, and they all have a special attack and damage and defense power. So we have no idea what it does. But thank you for showing us. But he's 100 points saying he's a wild card. So, again, I will link those if you if you want to see the URL and check it out. Alright, so, let's move into uh, community real quick. Question this week was, um, what is a figure from Deadpool that has uh, surprised you in how well it plays? And I'll pull up our answers here. Basically, what figure did you think would uh, not play as well as it turned out to? I noticed a lot of people said Punisher. Yeah. And I agree, I'm so That Punisher is so good. Punisher's legit. Um, some other answers. A zombie Sabretooth. Hand Ninjas. Weapon X. That's the one we were just talking about. Uh, a lot of Punishers again. Wow, Speed Demon. Wolverine X-23. Dogpool. Domino. Silver Sable. And Chase Electro, who we did talk about, was very, very good. Chase Electro is indeed very good. And then, let's see here. Okay, never mind. I was checking the listener messages. That's from, I've already read that one on there. All right, and then uh, other community. Uh, we forgot to mention Dial Design winner. for Yeah, for, big winner. Yeah, we, I'm sorry about that, Siphon. I didn't big wiener Siphon. Big yeah. wiener Siphon. 
So Siphon won uh, Dial Design week three, and uh, he's been in the lead. Him and Ricky have been like neck and neck. Well, I think uh, I think Slagnito won week three, but he... Well, that's true. We'll get to that. But uh, well, uh, Siphon ended up winning the entire month. Uh, by one point over Ricky, who's actually Ricky has actually been on this podcast back in the beginning. He was a guest. Yes, he was. But uh, uh, he did for his last week. He did a Borderlands character, Creek the Psycho. It's really cool. If you're unfamiliar with the character, it, this is a very spot on dial. Uh, it has two traits: Buzz Axe Rampage. You can use blades with a minimum of two at the beginning of your of each turn, and each time Creek is dealt damage, place a Rampage token on his card. Give him a power action to remove five. You can then give him a free action to use charge, flurry, steel energy, and blades as a ranged attack. If he KOs an opposing figure during this time, heal him one damage. So that's him, him tossing his buzz axes. Uh, then he has another trait, I will murder your death <laughs> once per turn. If an adjacent friendly that shares a keyword with Creek would be KO'd, deal one unavoidable to Creek and turn that figure's dial to their last click. And then he has a stop click where he throws his uh, grenade. And then he has special damage powers called Silence the Voices. Each time Krieg is given an action to- an attack action, roll 1d6. On a 6, you have to deal him 1 unavoidable, and it can't be ignored. So Krieg is just crazy <laughs> uh, in the game and the way this plays out. He's really He can be really powerful when he gets his rampage, you know, when he goes crazy. But then again, he also can hurt himself, which is uh, pretty... Uh, accurate to the game and um just a pretty good dial he did not get the best score though oh did he not the best score went to swagnito who got a perfect 30 for 30 i think that's swagnito's first perfect for 30 for 30 30 for 30 espn <laughs> and uh what was what was it this swagnito man they got a 30 for 30 it's been a week you're gonna have to i'll pull it up here you have to pull it up whatever it was it was fucking good Oh, duh. Havel. So he made Havel from Dark Souls. And this, Austin put it very well whenever he uh, texted us when we were talking about dial design a couple weeks ago. He was like, that Swagnito dial is just dripping with flavor. Like, it just, it's so perfect it's to really, Havel. It really is. It, it, it It's the best way. I can't think of a better way to take to transfer something from Dark Souls and take all the things that make them unique in Dark Souls and transfer them into Click Swarm. Like, he's got it all covered there. So that was very impressive, Swagnita. But uh, congratulations to Siphon and all our design, our uh, dial design. This was a very close month. As I said, uh, S- uh, Ricky was only one point behind Siphon, and they kind of had the, the best dials every week in and week out, but then Swagnito got a perfect 30 for 30 on the last week. But uh, unfortunately, he was already... A little far behind. So, if you guys are interested in dial design, be sure to check out our uh, dials. The whole month for uh, May was video game. And it was really good. It was really fun. And uh, um, also, that leads me to uh, announce, I'm going to start asking the winner, and this is optional, but starting with Siphon, he'll be the first one, if they would like to um, give uh, be a... Uh, judge on the last month on the next month so basically he'll get to add his scores in with ours and this will be sort of our way of doing a fan vote type thing because that way we're getting people who obviously know something about dial design if they just won they just won so and if they want to they can contribute this is what we like to call in the business a good idea it is a good idea 
I tend to have them from time to time. Oh, he's a he's a genius. Every now and then. And then we have a special segment today. Special segment. Oh, for a very special man. Okay. Drew Alderson and another special man, old Rocket Racer. Let's uh, let's dive dive with me, fellow listeners, into the pool that is the mind of Mr. Drew Alderson and his Silver Age Value Corner of Values. How we doing? We doing good? We at peace? I'm doing good, sir. All right. I suggest you put in a tape. You know, good nature sounds. Rain Rivers flowing. Sounds of the rainforest. Sounds of the rainforest. All right. Dig, dig. Dig, dig. We're going to be talking about Rocket Racer. Rocket go, Racer. Go, Rocket Racer. So Rocket Racer is a actually a long time running joke with everyone who here. Play, who plays Hero Clicks. <laughs> everyone, I don't They're like, this all started at Gen Con when I was in line. <laughs> I was Hunter, I should just play Rocket Racer for the entire tournament. Just Rocket Racer here, Rocket Racer here, Rocket Racer here. But what you gentlemen and ladies, lady probably, I don't know, there's one of you probably. Might have one, maybe. If you're out there. (laughs) We love you. Um, What people don't know about Rocket Racer is he's actually pretty damn good. And I've talked about him before because I played him in our 2v2 tournament to I guess hinder everybody. I played him in three perplexes. Just <coughs> Oh god. You're getting so choked up you're so nostalgic. Oh god. He's my piece, man. Hero clicks to me is Rocket Racer. He's got the amazing keywords of Modox eleven and Outlaws. My God. You can put him on two theme teams. And it's uh, pretty easy to make theme teams when Modox eleven has a whopping, uh, what, nine different people there. And Outlaws has about a dozen. The same nine. <laughs> yeah, and they're pretty much all the same people. Uh, wait, if you click on Outlaws, does it bring up Red Hood in them? Yeah, because... So Outlaws, uh, uh, fun fact out there here at Clicks listeners, if you don't know. Outlaws is one of the very few theme teams, <coughs> uh, named theme teams you can make. Or maybe the only named theme team you can make. Uh, besides Assassin, if they consider Assassin generic, I can't remember. But uh, the, o- the only named that can uh, do DC and Marvel characters on the same... Uh, well, there you go. So you can play... And the uh, ATA can also apply to either one. Ooh. There so you go. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, but So Rock Racer 60 points, and... What do I say whenever we have one of these things? What are you getting for 60 points? That's my 60 points, Drew, you say. What am I getting? What are you getting? <laughs> a lot of a lot of goodness. Rock Eraser Top Dial has a 9 hypersonic speed. Dig. With 9 attack. Mm. 16 close uh, combat reflexes. Okay, I got it. And uh, 2 damage. Alright, so pretty decent in the attack department. But wait... What if he ignores all terrain for movement purposes except indoor walls and indoor blocking terrain? Really? When did he come out? Uh, Spider-Man. Damn, he, is, uh, he was ignoring terrain before it was cool. Rocket Racer was hip. He's a fucking hip. He is hip. He's a hipster. Look at He's him. a hipster. He's on that damn skateboard. Look at this guy. Look at skate- these clothes. I was skating before the 70s. He's got headphones on. He's jamming. He's got a freaking yellow skateboard. Who the hell has the balls to, to wear a, a bright red latex 
outfit and, and the bright yellow skateboard. I tell you, a man, a man with some style. Actually, let's go to Wikipedia. Let's look up the story for Rocket Racer. Huh? All right, all right. We already we've done this once before. <laughs> we, we well, we're gonna. This. It's gonna be a yearly thing. So. All right, we've done this before. It's been a long time. Robert Farrell, born in Brooklyn, New York, was the eldest of seven children. He became responsible for his younger siblings with his mother, Emma Johnson Farrell. <laughs> I like how we have to know her middle name. <laughs> her maiden name, like it's somehow pertinent. Robert was a scientific prodigy, <laughs> and when he realized he couldn't earn enough to support his family, he turned to a life of crime as Rocket Racer. <laughs> he developed a super-powered skateboard, which is propelled at great speed by small rockets and cybernetically controlled by a crude Walkman-like device. Oh, that's his headphones. That's his headphones. Alright, alright. So you, 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 you tell me how that works. I don't have a clue. He, uh... He wore a weapon-equipped costume, including rocket-powered gloves, which give him the ability to hit an opponent with, with a rocket punch. So that's where he gets his six range from, from his rocket oh, gloves. This dial is so accurate, it is insane. <laughs> In a world where motherfuckers ride around on skateboards. He first encountered Silver Sable and the Outlaws. Why didn't we get Rocket Racer and Deadpool? Is the question we need to be asking. That's true. We need a new Rocket Racer. New Rocket Racer. He's uh, Silver Age. Silver, he is Silver Age now. The corner Drew loves, but uh, Rocket Racer's great. And you're, you're like, okay, Drew, that's fine. You know, Rocket Racer, decent attacker, decent. hypersonic. Probably, actually, surprisingly, one of the like until Loki came out, you're not gonna like. You couldn't find a better low point hypersonic piece, actually. Yeah, he is pretty cheap for the average um, piece. Um, then uh, what are we talking about after the melee? Uh, well, oh, he gets knocked off that. Let's just say someone hits him for three. Well, then they're going to be like, okay, how is Rocket Racer still alive? And it'll be like, well, he's still alive because he's got a six running shot penetrating psychic blast. With and, a nine attack? and With a nine attack, and he's coming for you. And he's going to be coming on you slowly. But, but that's great. Rock racer solid. He's, All right, but what drives him over the edge, man? Besides skateboarding and Mountain Dew <laughs> <laughs> and combos, <laughs> decent for sixty points so far. He's got wild card, baby. He's oh. got that Spider-Man team ability. All right, all right. You you sold me. Rock racer. You should play Rock racer. Just for just to say fun he's, purposes. He's a joke, but the sad thing is, he's not a joke. <laughs> He's just really fun to play. Honestly. He is really fun. He uh, and uh, it's just fun to just take him on his little skateboard and just ride around, act He's... like you're jumping off of walls and shit. We know why you play hero clicks, make yeah. little sounds, just see yeah, grind some rails, grind some rails. That's all he's trying to do. He's Tony here. Hawk's pro skater right here. He's man. just out here grinding, man, trying to make a living. Rocket racer. If I, I hope the cool stuff sales of Rocket Racer spike, they include me in on their. Uh, <laughs> so for a piece that's pretty solid like this, uh, how much are we expecting to pay? Oh uh, yeah, probably a super rare for Spider Man because old old sets didn't know how to make super rares. Uh, um, he's a rare. He's a rare. Uh, how much are we thinking price wise? Let's take our guess before we hit him. Five up bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks? No, come no, on. No, okay, he's a buck. 
I'm a, yeah, I'm going to say 99 cents. He's about 99 cents. 49, 49 cents. Damn, 39 cents if you want to print your own card. Uh, <laughs> they Cool Stuff has three left of him, ladies and gentlemen, so get on it. Get on it. There he is, Rocket Racer, baby. All right, so before we wrap things up. we got to talk about something. Let's talk about Future's End, which is... Not a Star Trek episode. Which is uh, from DC Comics, and it is... Oops, sorry. I'm pulling the wrong thing now. It has been very good so far. So they kicked off with issue zero, issue which zero. was given out for free on Free Comic Book Day. Yep. And this is an 11-month weekly limited series, so it's going to last a long-ass time. Um, it's scheduled to run until next March. Man. It's set five years in the future from New 52. The best thing I like about it is written by Brian Azzarello, who, who I is amazing. Who I've talked about a lot. We on have this talked podcast. about him. He's amazing. Keith Giffen, who's not bad, he has good moments. Dan Jurgens, who's great, and Jeff Lemire, who's also amazing. Animal Man. Uh, That's all you're Sweet saying. Tooth. Uh, he did Sweet wrote, wrote and yeah. drew Sweet Tooth by itself. He also did Trillium, which was a, a short book that so I. So you enjoyed. have a melting pool of some of the best minds in some uh, of the best, comic writing. Some here. of the best DC uh, the DC workers we have here. So the premise is. Um, well, I don't really want to spoil what happens in issue zero. I will say this. It's one of the few issue zeros that I highly recommend reading. Because it's very Because good. it really gives you the back story, the background to what's happening. Um, so basically, <laughs> it just gives you a flash. I, I'm trying, it's hard to talk about this without spoiling it. I was trying to tell Austin. Well, let's go ahead and uh, mention who the main characters of this arc are. Okay. Um, you have uh, Firestorm. Who plays a very big part in this? You we have the amazing, the amazing Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis, my man. And if you tell me you're like Drew, okay, you have a hard on for Terry McGinnis. Yes, I do. And who he's, doesn't? He's the he's my favorite Batman, actually. <laughs> exactly. Who, who Terry McGinnis is fucking amazing. <laughs> like if you grew up watching Batman Beyond, yeah, you already know Terry McGinnis is a fucking boss, and he he's great in this. It's, he's been very limited in the first couple of issues, but he's great in what he's in. Because he's got Alfred Bot. Yeah. <laughs> they have a pretty good back and forth. And I don't think anybody will guess, like, the third main character. Well, they added a fourth, kind of, who was kind of in a lot of this. But the third is Grifter, uh-huh. who uh, who got it, who had a book. His book was, nah. It was, very, it was written by uh, a creative team that I have bashed on this podcast before yeah. as being jank. It, and jank. the book was, Grifter was cool. Grifter's Grif- very cool. Grifter's an awesome character. It's just very poor. And you know done. what's sad is that, like... Now he's being done with a good creative team. And, and it makes you want a new Grifter book that doesn't suck. It's pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah. He's got a good setup. He's, like... He's killing dudes <laughs> who you'll get into. He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He's, you know, drinking beers. Banging bitches, you know. <laughs> you know. What Grifter does. The usual. Yeah, um, the usual. And Frank's in it, too. Who is... You can't get enough Frank. But, basically, the main premise of this is that Mr. Terrific, who is black, <laughs> you yeah. know, is, he's, he's been black for basically, a while. Basically, uh, 
if you're a Marvel fan, he's basically Hank Pym of yeah. the DC Universe. He's very smart, very Except more successful um, in the media. He's yeah. very loved by the... He's actually more like Tony now that I think about it. He's actually more like Tony Stark. Yeah, he's actually... Yeah. Yeah. He is a lot like Tony Stark. Um, so Mr. Terrific, and uh, he makes... This is going to sound familiar, but yeah. he makes this machine that does a As lot of shitty stuff. Sort of artificial intelligence. It kind of. That sorta, he makes with all good intentions. So he was, yep. But then something happens, and, and it gets too smart for its own good, and it tries to destroy the okay, world. Okay, it's Age of Ultron, kind of, but don't, 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 don't. So, yeah, at first glance, you're going to think, oh, this is an Age of Ultron ripoff. It, it might sound like that, but when you read it, it's totally different. That's not really what the book is about, actually. Yeah. And it's more about... Um, it, and to make it even sound more like Age of Ultron, the basic premise, what you find out in issue zero, I yeah. won't spoil everything, but one thing I will spoil is that uh, Batman is in a fight with these machine type things which are very badass very badass and insanely like bone chilling and scary yeah it's actually pretty cool yeah uh the bad guys the bad know. guys are way cooler than they were in age of ultron oh, by far because they just take them away in age of ultron but here you actually i, get, I forget who it is and people are getting killed left and right oh too. my god like, people no go- no holds are barred in issue zero of futures in people are I, getting i cast. saw hawkman and then i got really sad so uh Big fights going down. This is in the. This is in uh, five years from now. Yeah. Uh, big fights going down um, because of this uh, robot deal that has uh, yeah. caused all these problems that I'm trying not to spoil right now. Yeah. But um, Batman figures out or uh, is trying to get into the future, and. Well, let's just read the... Uh, it's so hard for me to just read Yeah, it's without spoiling it. 35 years into the future, Brother I, who is the robot, has managed to transform the majority of superheroes into... Okay, I don't want to read that. But he's... he's Brother I became too smart for his own good, and he's causing issues that you'll see. As the last remaining heroes launch one final attack on Brother I's power source... So this is in the future... This is happening. The last heroes that are still alive, like I said, people are dying left and right in the book. The the last few who are still alive years in the future. Yeah. Uh, Batman creates a time machine in an attempt to prevent Brother Eyes from ever ascending and prevent this entire future. But before he's able to use it, he gets killed. I'll yeah. go ahead and spoil that part. Forcing, Forcing Terry to... Because, again, this is 35 years in the future. And Batman and Terry are... Uh, so in Batman, yeah. Nice. So Terry's already Batman Beyond. Yep. But at this point, Batman is still Batman too, because if you read Batman Beyond books, Batman's old as shit. Yeah. He doesn't still do anything. But it, at this point, this is a this would be basically like ten years before Batman Beyond books would start. Right. Uh, um, forces Terry to travel through time for Batman instead. Terry arrives in the past, but he realizes that he is five years too late. To prevent what he was supposed to be preventing. And that's where it kicks off. Yeah. So that's like the ending of issue number zero. It's very, very cool. Um, what makes it cool is, you know, you hear that initial premise and you're like, okay, he's going to go back in the future. They're going to have to kill Mr. Terrific. 
so that Brother Eye doesn't get created just like Age of Ultron. No, you already see from the gate that's not what it's going to be about. Like I said, in issue zero, mm-hmm. you find out, oh shit, we're already too late. Yeah. It, now what am I going to... Now he's stuck, too. Yeah, he's stuck. He can't go back. He can't get back. So Terry's, five years from now... Has to figure out how to stop to figure, this. Which, it once you actually realize that, it's amazing. It's... Mean, That's the coolest thing. Meanwhile, you get introduced to Grifter and Firestorm and Frank and what's going on with them. Well, just now introduced Frank. Yeah, they just introduced cool. Frank, but they... But you... They, yeah. You you learn what's going on with them, and they... It seems like they will also be very major characters. And it even looks like uh, Jeff Lemire has said that they would... That the series will mainly focus on Frank, Firestorm, and Batman Beyond, which is awesome. Because those are, like... Austin kind of rags on Firestorm, but I really like Firestorm. I think he's yeah, very... Fire, un- he's okay. He's a unique character, and they have a really good, unique premise in this version. What I usually like... Um, I, I would say what happens to Firestorm with what he causes yeah. to happen and everything, but I don't want to spoil it because that is kind of it's, a big, it's pretty shitty, big deal. But um, what's cool about Firestorm books that I like that I liked about his new 52 book is the... They can incorporate really cool, interesting science theories. They yeah. can make it. It's 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 partially what I love about Fantastic Four is the whole sci-fi thing that they can put into the comics too, yeah. and that's something that a chemistry thing that they can do with Firestorm a lot. But. And like I said, Grifter's awesome, and I'm really happy Grifter is like a main part of an event. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's really the very last issue. What was it? Three. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of cool Grifter moments. Yeah. And uh, you find out more about him and what what he's what his part in it is, and then you get introduced to Frank. Yeah. And supposedly Jeff Lemire saying Frank is going to be a, a big uh, one of the main characters. It's like they took like three or four of my favorite characters, and they're like Let's that just don't them. get enough love. Yeah, like Grifter and Frank love. and Firestorm. And, and Terry. And Man, just... Also, if you guys haven't been reading Batman Beyond, I know I talk about it on the... So good. I've talked about it before, but Batman Beyond Universe is so sick. And right now, there's a huge event going on, and they dedicated both books. If you read Batman Beyond Universe, you know that half of it is Batman Beyond, half of it is Justice League Beyond. Right now, it's all the same story because this is like a giant major thing that's going down. It is awesome. So you should be reading that, too. If you enjoy, check out Futures In. At least pick up issue zero for free. Yeah. You can probably find it online for free. Uh, and uh, and read it. And you will be you hooked. Think. This is the best book they've given away. Oh, with first, first two pages, like when you just yeah. see all the shit going down, you're going to be like peaked. Your interest is going to be peaked. This is definitely the best free comic book they've given away. That's true. They don't usually give away free. Oh, also, if you if you do get a hold of some free comic books from Free Comic Day, uh, Rocket Raccoons and Guardians of the Galaxies were good, too. I enjoyed those quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, check out Futures In if you're a DC fan, or if you like any of the characters that we just mentioned. If you do like them, you know, like what we're saying, they don't get very much love, especially Frank. Frank especially Frank. Frank gets, like, no love. He gets no love. So if you want more Frankenstein, if you liked his book before it got canceled, uh, you need to check out Futures In because he's going to get a lot of attention. But, anyways, thanks for uh, tuning in with us. I know it's kind of a short episode today, and we didn't have Austin to... Yeah. To interrupt us and <laughs> make sure you text him and tell him that he's an asshole and that he should have been on the podcast today. And just in case you didn't hear me at the top of the show, oh, we're gonna do it again. I'm gonna give out his number again. All you know right. why? Because I don't give a damn. All right, do it. Three one seven four eight zero three three zero nine. That's in the United States. So if you are in Canada or 
Mexico or I will not uh, I will not send you a dollar to pay for long distance fees. But if you find it necessary just and, text and, them and you should cuz just say I mean, asshole period you should have been on the podcast today period that's it and then when he asks who it is just don't don't answer just don't don't answer him back <laughs> And don't tell him that I said to do it either. He's going to be freaking out. He's not going to know what's going on. And then if he asks me and you about it, we're just like, I don't know. Uh-huh. What are you oh, talking about? I don't know about, how people got your number. Uh-huh. That sucks, he man. doesn't listen to the podcast. He's not going to yeah, he's pay gonna, just It's going to be funny. This is going to be on the year-end video. Well, maybe one of these days he'll learn to be here where he needs to be. Thank you. Um, that also reminds me, gosh dang it, I'm glad I remember before we uh, before we wrap things up. Um, I'm getting married Saturday. He's getting married. So, yeah, my life is over, as it, we know it. Oh, you're fine. I don't even know, will I still be a man? Will I still have male parts? <laughs> well, you got guaranteed, you Do know. my testicles get removed at the wedding ceremony? Or yes, is this that's something that happens slowly over time? Me and Austin are going to be up there, and we're going to be like... You're just going to, like, rubber band them off yeah, like a cow? and just yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't know about all this. I thought it was maybe something that they just kind of slow... Your manhood just slowly died off as time went on. <laughs> like it just slowly withered away. Oh, but anyways, regardless... Good I'm getting, thing uh, Hunter's future wife does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But, uh, yeah, so Saturday I'm getting married. So I'll be recording the podcast during the week. It'll be very short. It'll just be uh, covering news and, and community and stuff. But uh, I need uh, one of you guys to uh, help me out if you want to. If you want to be a guest, I won't have a lot of recording time, but I will be, as usual, asking our dial design folks first if any of them are uh, interested because they get first dibs because they you know help us out and contribute so much. And then if none of, the, none of them are available, then uh, any of you guys, I'll check your... Um, messages that you've already sent us on our Facebook groups and our email and stuff and see if I can't get one of you guys to be a guest on the podcast. But even if you have not sent me an email before, just uh, make sure you like us on Facebook and uh, keep an eye out on the Facebook feed because if I can't find anybody in enough time, then I will post on there and then it'll be kind of a first come first serve type thing. So if you're interested uh, just make sure that you like our Facebook group and that way you'll get the notifications when we post stuff and you'll catch me whenever I post on there asking for a guest. I'll probably be doing the recording on Thursday, if that makes any difference. Probably Thursday uh, afternoon or night. We'll just have to see. Things can be really busy. But um, yeah, so hopefully I can get one of you guys to join me. We've had a lot of success with it so far. People have really liked it. The people who've been on have really liked it. You guys listening have really liked it. So we will continue doing this when we need to for times such as these whenever we can't record. And you know, it's really nice too because um, normally we just wouldn't have a podcast. I mean, normal people just wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, we have not, not missed a single but week. But not us. We had, This is, what episode is this, 46 I think? We've been doing this for 46 straight weeks. Yeah, we have not missed a single week ever. Yeah, 46 weeks. So we're coming up. We need to do something special for 52. We are. We're doing the video. Oh, the video podcast. We're doing it live. Oh, we're doing it live. We're doing it live for our one-year anniversary. So, yeah. Oh, that's going to be awkward. (laughs) Six weeks from now, make sure you catch the YouTube version of our podcast because we it will be all video recorded. Can we still put out an audio? Yeah, it'll. I'll be doing both. Okay. But uh, yeah, 
It'll be uh, interesting to say the least. Yeah. And I, like I said, I might break out the the gloves and the headgear and just let Drew and Austin go at it. If they start fighting, arguing, I'm just gonna slap Listen, it on there. Listen, I don't. Austin's okay. You can just hit him one or two times. Okay. That, okay. All right. I'll stop it before it gets too vital. All right. All right. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye.